you're ready for this. I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go, best soccer show, backheel.com, your boys, Jason Davis and Jared Dubois. Your boys. Your boys. Your boys. We're live in, uh, well, we're not live. We're actually, we're on tape for you. We're on podcast for you. And and podcast is a, a lovely technology. You know what's happening, Jared? What's that? Okay. I don't know how often you're on Facebook. I see sometimes you post some stuff. I don't really post, but I look at Facebook fairly regularly. You well, stalk? I guess. I mean, lurk, whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's what, what my friends are posting, right? Yeah. You know how they're like, they have the targeted ads? Do they? Yeah, have, mine are like consistently Mott and Bow these days. Do they, do they freak you out a little bit? Like, how do they know that I've recently been interested in Mott and Bow? I know, right? So Mott and Bow. All over my Facebook ads, and good thing too. Uh, also, you know, it gives us a chance to talk about the. I mean, I, I, I see it. I remember Mott and Bo. Here's this quality product that uh, that's sponsoring the best soccer show. We get to tell people about the opportunity to save twenty percent by using the promo code soccer because this, these are good genes, Jared. No, we're not, we're not so about- recently, uh, my wife gave me a, 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 a present where it was like a subscription to one of those like trunk club kind of things. It's not that, but it's one of those types of things. And I felt kind of gypped because yeah. after using Mountain Bow, the genes I could potentially get from this, like I said, I had no, I had no decision. She just got this for me. If I have a bigger than 33 inch waist, the inseam is immediately 34 inches. Okay. Like, it, that is the default. I, that's yeah, right? all I get for my, like inseam length. If I'm a like I'm a soccer player, I have wide hips and short legs. Right. Exactly. How exactly. are you going to give me a 34 inch inseam? That's yeah. why, like my mom, Bo, I get to actually pick that kind of custom gene. Like I don't. Want, I need more customization, and that's what I get with Mott and Bo. There you go. So Mott and Bo is looking out for you if you got – and I got stubby legs too, so I'm totally there with you. They're handcrafted, the premium denim, ridiculously comfortable, no ugly back pocket like stitching thing. Like what is that, by the way? No, like, see, here's the problem. There's nothing more Euro than a bedazzled butt. I know. You don't need a bedazzled butt. No, absolutely not. And and by the way, this is the best part about Mott and Bow. So if you're not sure about your waist size, I mean, you just talked about it, like your waist, your inseam, whatever. You have there's a there's a try on at home program, so you get an additional size for free. You pick the one that fits best. You send the other one back. They pay for the shipping. Boom, convenient. So there you go. I love it, man. I I I'm looking forward to taking advantage of it again in the near future. But for our listeners, how can they take part in it? Okay, so you need to go to mottandbow.com, M O T T A N D B O W dot com. Use the promo code soccer, you get twenty percent off. So there you go. Boom, it's done. All right, we are live here on Soccer Morning. No, we're not. Soccer Morning. What the hell's wrong with me? I'm gonna edit that out. That's that's a good thing about being on podcast. You would not believe how tired I am, Jared. <laughs> take another take at it. Uh, we are, uh, we're here on the best soccer show. Um, it's, it's Tuesday, Jared. It's also Champions League day. 
And so I, I, that I, means nothing to me. You know that, right? Well, well okay. Concacaf Champions League means something to me. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It's Concacaf Champions. It's actually not UEFA Champions League Day. Not See, until I didn't even know. Week. So we have only Concacaf version to focus on. Um, and it's M- it's uh, it's MLS with another shot at this tonight and tomorrow. Second leg. Yeah, I do, but no one's in good good position. No, Nobody's in no, good position. No, no, they're not. But if we had to handicap this, I would certainly say that the Galaxy have the best shot. I would put Seattle, maybe second best, even though they gave up two away goals, they're still tied. And then the other two teams, RSL and DC United, who are playing their home legs second, are behind the eight ball down to nothing. Right? Yeah, I mean, the good news, well, for, for LA in particular, a 0-0 score line, they didn't give up the away, the away goal. Um, one of the, I think they were the only MLS home team. Yeah, because only two. Seattle gave up two. Uh, LA gave up zero. That's the one good thing you can say about the LA result. That and the thing that looked most tenuous last season was their defense, and they looked strong in that regard. I think Van Damme, I will not say Van Damme. I've heard it said both ways now, actually. Um, okay, wait, wait, hold Van on, da- hold on. Just so you, I, I want to, I'm sorry. This is, the, we talked about this already. If we're going to go with Van Damme, I will go with Van Damme, but I thought, I, I thought it was Van, I thought it was the other way. I'm, well, I heard Joe Tatino say Van Damme, and then I watched it, I think in, in the game last week, I think they said Van Damme. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to go with Van Damme because Van Damme is the cooler way to say it. Yeah. And listen, just like I don't call it uh, StubHub Center, that's uh, Home Depot Center. To okay. Me, so, <laughs> uh, so basically, I think that, first of all, giving, not giving away the, the away goal, huge. LA is in a position where they just need a result. Any tie, yeah. any win. Yeah. Now, the problem is the MLS teams don't have the greatest track record of getting either of those two types of results away in Mexico. But I think they're in the best position to advance. As you said, Seattle Sounders, however, by giving up two away goals, I mean, they pretty much have to win. Yes, they yeah, oh, absolutely. They have to win. They can't. I mean, a 2-2 two, two result down there would also put them uh, into uh, overtime or something, in, into extra time. But it's not a likely scenario against Club America even when you're playing at Estadio Azteca. Right. Very intimidating atmosphere. I'm not sure how many people they're going to get for a CCL game midweek against Seattle Sounders. But still, it's a tough place to go play. There's altitude involved. I believe Seattle trained in California leading up into this. I'm not sure why that was the choice. And if you were, you think that if they're going to come to California, they would have done Big Bear or something like that, like the U.S. national team does done in the past to prepare for Estadio Azteca to play at altitude. Um, but I, I think those two teams have a decent shot. L.A. with the best. Seattle, I mean, me, Real Salt Lake, 2-0 uh, coming home. I mean, they're going to need at least a 2-0 scoreline and, uh, and a clean sheet. That's a tough, tough ask no, not for a team that that yeah. is in a lot of transition well, right even now. If they, even if they get 2-0 in a clean sheet, I mean, even if they win 2 nothing, they they then go into extra time. And Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't have them winning an extra time. The same thing goes with DC United, although, you know, RSL's facing the better team in Tigres. We, we know that, you know, it doesn't matter. DC United at home against Carretero, they're going to have problems. By the way, the best, the best part so far of the CCL first leg stories for, for MLS. Well, the, I say best part. It's not the best part for DC. It's the best part for us. Their phones got jacked down in Mexico, Jerry. Did you hear Their about that? Their phones got jacked? Their phones got jacked from the locker room. No way. <laughs> which, which then apparently today, uh, my boy Tom Marshall, who covers Mexican soccer, Said that Correcto denies that their phones were stolen. And so now I'm like, well, what? They're saying DC United lied? Like, what's happening? I don't understand. But Correcto is saying their phones weren't stolen from the locker room. DC United is saying that their bags were thrown all over the place when they got back in. So I don't know what's happening anymore. So are they saying that they were distracted during that game by not having their phones? I, 
I, I don't know. All I know is that Ben Olsen said something, you know, about how important phones are. And it's like somebody stole your dog or something. And I'm like, really? Is it, is it like that? Is it like uh, yeah, I don't see how that's uh, equivalent to, to, uh, to your dog. No. Well, first of all, I'm not an animal person, so I think your phone's probably more important than your dog, to be honest okay, with you. Okay, well, I mean, I like dogs. I don't have a dog. Uh, but I, I don't know if I would equate a phone to a dog. If I lose a phone, yeah, I'm, I'm out. So of- are you saying, is MLS going to go 0 for 4? I think it's, it's about an 85 to 90% chance to go 0 for 4. Yeah, I'm right in that range too. Yeah. I, 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 even LA, um, I am not, I don't feel good about, uh, their offense right now. I, I I'm struggling to see. They, they still look confident. Uh, Gio looks like he doesn't know what his role is in the team. He's moved back to midfield, which I feel was the better decision for for the Galaxy overall. I am a little bit, little bit mi- mystified by the Boateng over Legette, um the option on the left. I get that he's got a lot of speed, but you saw when Legette came in that game midweek last week. Um, I think he was one of the few players that took guys on and changed the game a little bit. I'm not sure why he's out of favor. But um, the Galaxy attack is struggling, whereas the Seattle attack, I thought, looked pretty good. Uh, moving Clint Dempsey into midfield, I mean, that's a big change from how this team has worked as an identity um, over the last couple seasons. Uh, I think you're seeing that's the Jordan Morris effect. He gets a start and he went 90 minutes. Uh, wait, maybe not 90 minutes. I can't remember if he went to full. He went pretty late into that game, though. Um, I think that he showed his age late on in the game. I think he made some mistakes later on in the game. But Clint Dempsey had a lot of the ball. A lot of the ball. Mm-hmm. But that leaves a huge hole up front that that's going to be a lot to ask Jordan Morris to fill. And I think, uh, I think Valdez had a very good game. He was maybe the best player for me next to, um, uh, who's the Chicago Fire, uh, left back that they just Jovan got? Jones. Yeah, Jones. I think he was fantastic. Probably their man of the match. I know a lot of people are giving Clinton Dempsey love because he had two goals, but I think Jones was the best player in that game for a position by position. You know, it's, it, it's interesting. I, I mean, I watched that game. I certainly thought. Seattle was okay or, or, or good enough, I guess. Um, good enough to probably, you know, get out of there with a 2-1 win if they had just played a little bit better defensively. Uh, but you look at the way they scored Clint Dempsey on an incredible free kick and Clint Dempsey on a, on a set piece. And I, I just don't know if they showed enough where you can be confident that their attack minus Obafemi Martin is going to get many chances at club, uh, at, uh, Estadio Estaca. You know what I mean? I mean it's, it, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot to replace when you think of Obafemi Martins, Marco Papa, Lamar Nagel, even your your bench option in Chad Barrett is gone now. I mean, there's a lot to be replaced. This is a huge overhaul. I mean, they're not calling it a rebuilding year, but in effect, in a way, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, Seattle, much like L.A., can't afford to have a true rebuilding year anytime. And this is probably the closest either of those two teams are going to come when they overhaul a good portion of their uh, uh, maybe about four to five starting positions. Um, but I don't think they're allowed to have a couple rebuilding years where they're going to tank like you saw like mm. DC United has done in the past or something like that where they really do a big overhaul. They're, they, their payrolls are too big. The expectations are too high for these uh, these clubs. So it, it's interesting to see, and it makes it really even that much more tough to advance out of this stage when you already talk about the conditioning and stuff like that and the amount of chemistry changes these two teams have had. L.A. as well. I mean, if you think about the chemistry change, that yeah, almost the entire spine mm-hmm. has changed for L.A. from the team that got him into the semi, yeah, I mean, into, yeah. into the, uh, the, the knockout stages. We, we'll have to see how the season begins. And, and L.A. opens up against D.C. United at home on Sunday. And, and, and so I'm not going to make any judgments yet. But certainly people are questioning Giovanni Dos Santos a bit. 
Um, it's interesting that he's going to Mexico, playing with the Galaxy. Have you heard about this this stuff that's been thrown at him and what was said to him in the first? Something le- about nicknames or something. I don't know. No, it's it's calling him drunk, calling him borracho, which means drunk in Spanish. And, and he's playing like it. And then the fans latching on to this, and and I'm watching, you know, some of our friends like Andrea Canales on Twitter have conversations with people about Gio, and I guess there's a perception that the reason Giovanni Dos Santos didn't make it in Europe is because he went out and partied too much, which, you know, most people would equate to drinking, and therefore he's a drunk. I, I don't, you know, I don't know this. I, I think it, I think people are connecting dots they want to connect. I mean, there was the, uh, the story about him being out clubbing when he was at Tottenham and stuff like that, but... I, I haven't heard anything. I mean, I'm, I think I'm connected enough with people in LA that I would hear if there was some kind of issue like that going on. Um, well, no, but I'm not even if, saying if the, fa- not- but if the perception is, if that's the perception, then he's got a tougher road to haul. Cause if in Mexico, that's going to be the perception that he has, it's going to make it tougher for him to get to then back to the national team. Because if yeah. that's what people believe and he's not playing stellar. I mean, granted, it's early in the season. He's got plenty of time to get around into shape. But if he doesn't start playing well in the immediate future, I mean, he's got two things like, working against him then. Yeah, the, the fans down in Torreon apparently leveling the Boracho, uh, lay, uh, you know, um, claim against Giovanni Dos Santos and making life hard on him down there. I, I don't know if it's going to affect anything tonight. Um, we, we shall see. Hopefully it gets a fire under his butt because I have not seen it. I think down the stretch last season, he disappeared. He yeah. totally disappeared. I think he had a great first month. When he got to the galaxy, but down the stretch, I don't think he found his way to into the game. He would disappear for long, long stretches at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure what his position is. Is he a striker? Is he a midfielder? I maintain that I think you want his foot on the ball as much as possible to create. But I, I'm just not seeing. I, I don't know if his teammates don't know what kind of runs to make with him. Keane is not getting the service that he was getting when Landon Donovan was there. 100. It, it is. It's just not there. Yeah, and that's a that's a major adjustment for uh for Keane and for that team to have to you know and it's year two and you think that maybe they would be they would be better um adjusted to the fa- to life after Landon Donovan but uh, I don't know I mean it's it's a thing all right uh let's uh, let's take this opportunity now that we've talked a little bit about the Champions League let's take this opportunity ahead of getting to opening day and some other things happening around American soccer to let you guys know about SeatGeek, uh, new sponsor here at, at, at the Best Soccer Show. We want you to try out Seat, uh, SeatGeek because if you've been frustrated by trying to buy tickets online, Jared, this is this is where you need to go. Yeah, you know what? I was just the other day really frustrated. I was going online trying to find tickets to. I, I kid you not. I'm trying to get tickets to the Hollow Notes show at the Hollywood. I'd go Bowl to that. I'd have September. fun at that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'd go to Hollywood. With Notes. Sharon Jones of the Dap Kings and Trombone Shorty. It's okay. an amazing show. Sounds great. Sounds right. Go, 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 and go I'm struggling to get the tickets in the section that I want, and I've only used one source. Uh-huh. Now, with SeatGeek, I think I'm going to try this now and see because it's aggregator. Uh-huh. So it's going to check all the websites and find the best seats and the best prices for me. So now I think what I got to do is do a little bit of background check here and see if I can get the seats I want because I have friends that are at the show already. They got their tickets before me. By the way, so I'm trying to hone in and find tickets near yeah. them, but at a price I can afford. There you go. I'm, I'm, this, they're coming, they're coming to my backyard too. I might I have to take, partake in this concert. Daryl Hall and John Oates and Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Looking at it yeah, right now. Yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to see Sharon Jones for a while, man. Okay. But I'm really excited to try to do this. I got to make a move on it though, but I think SeatGeek's going to be my, uh, my vehicle for getting me into this show. Okay, put the put the app on your phone. This is what you do. Put the app on your phone. Whether you're looking for for Sharon Jones and 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 Hall and Oates or or our game DC United against LA this weekend, as I mentioned, obviously a lot of opening day games coming up around the country. 
SeatGeek is taking out, uh, taking out all the, the work. Cause, cause they, like you said, they aggregate. They bring all of the tickets available from other sites into one place so that you're, you're not going to miss the opportunity to, to grab the ticket you want, Jared. Yeah, and if people have probably used this type of vehicle before, like for travel and stuff like that, it's definitely the way I like to purchase things for travel. And now I'm stoked that someone's going to be doing it for sports ticketing and concert ticketing as well because I've had really good results in other platforms like this. All right, so there you go. Um, this is what you do. You download the, the SeatGeek app, so go find it on your iPhone, your Android, whatever. Go to the Settings tab and uh, click Add a Promo Code. If you put in the code BEST, B-E-S-T, you get $20 off your first uh $20 back once you make your first seat geek purchase. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, you get a $20 rebate with uh, using the best the code best. So get out there, go in, get your tickets to the first weekend uh, MLS games. Go do something like that. It's $20 on us. There you go. All right, so we we got the Champions League. We talked about that. We we pretty much I don't I mean I'm trying not to be super negative here, Jared. And and at the very least, don't judge MLS by another failure in the Champions League. It just doesn't sync up. We know about the issues between MLS spending and and Mexican club spending. So so let's just move on. Let's talk about the uh the opening of the MLS season that is coming up on Sunday. Everybody plays um, again, you know, there's an opportunity here to, to see in a real MLS environment who's gotten better, who's gotten worse. It's not going to tell us a lot. But what do you expect? I mean, what do you expect to see on Sunday? Well, there's a couple of good ones right out the gate that I'm really excited to watch. And uh, first of all, m- my pick, I, like I said, I said it was bold the other day when I said it. I don't know how bold it is. A lot of people are saying it's not so much, but I'm picking Toronto to win the East. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, all the way through. I, I think they're going to be the number one f- finisher in the East. Now, I'm not saying they're going to come out of the playoffs as the Eastern Conference MLS Cup okay. seed. All right. All right. But I think Toronto C could finish the season with the most points in the East. I think they've done everything. I think they probably have the smartest, most concise off season acquisitions and bring in, uh, uh, Jason Hernandez, uh, bring in, um, um, Will Johnson. The positions on the field where they needed help. They almost honed in and they got MLS veterans, guys that don't cost you a lot of money. Some guys have something to prove still. I'm really liking what they've done uh, on the offseason to get that team ready. And coming right out the gate, you get Toronto FC versus New York Red Bulls. And I think that is last year's best team in the East versus what could be this year's best team in the East. Love that matchup. And I think that's probably going to be the most – that might be the must-watch game of the weekend for me. Um with Portland Timbers Columbus Crew coming in a, a close second. Well, obviously that's a rematch of MLS Cup. I I, I actually think that that Columbus comes out of the East. I, I don't know how you can bet against Columbus. They made the MLS Cup final last year. I know they didn't finish um, on top of the uh, the conference, uh, but I I think that they'll be up there this season. I think I think maybe even a supporter shield shot. Although I picked I picked Vancouver, which now that I think about it, Vancouver in the West is going to be tougher. But but it's possible. I mean, FC Dallas nearly nearly did it last year. We nobody had them winning the Sporter Shield. I think it's a. I think it's a. It really hinges on whether Kai Kamara has another season in him like he did last season. Uh, you don't always see strikers having back to back seasons at, at the level that he had last season. Um, I, hopefully he can. Um, I wouldn't also. I would also wouldn't be surprised if if Columbus over the course of maybe the summer transfer window loses some talent. There's a lot of young talent yeah, okay. that you got to figure over the next couple of years. How is how is Columbus going to pay all these guys to stay? Oh, I understand that. You think that you think that's going to impact them in 2016? I think it could. I mean, if they choose to make a, you can either let this stuff these guys leave for free down the road, 
or get something for them while their value is still attached to you. Yeah. I mean, Will Trapp, uh, Ethan Finley, uh, even Kai Kamara. I mean, he's left before. I mean, he still has value. Yeah, I mean, I, there's guys out there that I mean, to Tony Chani. How many of these guys can you keep around? Just a Miram. Can you pay all these guys for the next two or three years sure. when they have to start renegotiating sure. contracts? No, no, that's always an issue. In fact, it's going to be an issue in Dallas as well. But but when you look at Columbus, I mean, one thing that I'll say that, that was interesting is that, that we'd heard that Kai wasn't happy with his contract. Now, he didn't hold out, which I guess is a credit to him. I mean, I think if you have a chance to get paid, get paid. You know, you come off a 22 goal season, you miss out on the golden boot because of a tiebreaker. Yeah, but I don't think soccer is ready for the holdout status. Well, I mean, okay. Uh, okay. I, I suppose. Um, I'm looking through this roster. By the way, they picked up a, you know, they picked up another Kamara at Ford, right? So they had the potential for Kamara and Kamara as a, as a, as a tandem for the Columbus crew. Although I know that they've been playing a, a, a one striker setup, but you got Ola Kamara and Kai Kamara. Ola Kamara is 26. He's six foot. Uh, he's you know not quite as big as, as Kai, but coming out. I, should, of the I think the, Columbus should start calling that the new Kaka. <laughs> that's that's actually pretty terrible. That that's that that's really. There's got to be a better. You call that striker partnership Kaka. <laughs> that's okay, but then but you can't lean on Kaka. You have to have your own. Like they could be. They you could call be, him Daimara. Da, okay, what was what that? Why is that? There's die meaning two, and like Mara, oh. there's two Kamaras. Okay, I suppose that that's possible. They're not related, although I do believe that Ola Kamara, who is Norwegian, is of Sierra Leonean descent. So his father was a refugee from Sierra Leone, which is obviously where Kai Kamara is from. So they've they've gone to this. It's not the well, but I mean it's interesting that they've gone and found this kid. He's 26 years old, and, and well, they did lose Jack McInerney in the offseason, so that's a replacement for for Jack Mack, who uh, moved on to her, trying to get more playing time somewhere. And you got to wonder what's it going to take for Jack Mack to finally break through with consistency. I mean, it definitely wasn't going to be with Columbus Crew. I mean, he wasn't going to unseat Kai Kamara, and it doesn't look like they're going to be going to a two striker tandem anytime soon, based on what they have in midfield there. So, good move for him to probably get out. It's just a question of will he get minutes at his new club. You think, um, all right, so you've got Toronto SC making a big jump up, uh, at least in terms of the standings in, in 2016. Um, when I look at it, who's going to finish first in the East, I mean, it, you know, we know New York is going to be, it should be steady. I mean, they, they need to have good performances out of the same guys. Um, and they, they're replacing Matt Miazga, but I don't, I don't have any reason to think they're going to drop back that dramatically, Jared. So you've got Toronto jumping over them. I actually think the, um, that the crew come out on top in terms of the standings. Then it's a so. Fight. Where do you see Toronto finishing the season? Then, oh man, I, I can have, I can see them in third. I can see them New in New York. Third Red Bulls in second. Uh, yes, Red Bulls in second. Uh, TFC in third, and then I mean, really, it, tell me what there is to to separate the Revs, the Impact, United, maybe even Orlando, and and I don't know that New York City FC is a playoff caliber team, but you know they have talent. I'm gonna say New England Revolution doesn't make the playoffs this season. Okay. Right, I think losing Jermaine Jones is going to be bigger than what they think. So you don't believe in, um, you don't believe in Gershon Kofi to handle that role. I think I think that defensively he can do a lot of things that that Jermaine Jones did, but in terms of passion, leadership, I mean, I think Jermaine Jones actually was pretty good going forward and distribute dispute, uh setting up creatively as well. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to lose they're going to miss that. I listen, I love Gershon Kofi. You know, I'm a fan of Gershon Kofi, and I think he's a really good holding midfielder. I just don't know if he brings all the other t- intangibles and leadership that that team needed. Now, granted, maybe these guys, we think of them as young kids still, but a lot of these guys are veterans now. 
And at this point, maybe they're ready to lead. But last two seasons, they weren't. Yeah. They needed Jermaine Jones. Yeah. So I, I'm interested to see what that's going to mean yeah, for 2016. The, look, look. I do think that if I'm, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a quick pick your poison regarding who's going to make the playoffs out of the East real quick. You can pick one of these two clubs. Who makes the playoffs? Orlando City or New York City FC? Orlando City. Easy yeah. for you. Yeah. I mean, look, they, they were, da- they were just destroyed by injuries last year. They destroyed their front office. No, I realize that. They definitely had a dramatic winter. and But I actually think that's going to kind of be a positive in a way. They're going to spin that into, okay, we're, we've got to get our house in order. I think the team's going to rally behind Adrian Heath because there may be some question about whether or not um, he's going to get fired by, by the Brazilian owner if, if things don't go well right away. The, you know, Kaká is still Kaká. They're going to, you know, hopefully Molino can make a, a, a an impact this year after being hurt last year. I think uh, Darren Saren is one of the, the be- most underrated players. Did they end up signing the uh, Kaká's boy? Did they f- f- finish that out with DC United? Yeah. Did they handle that yet? So Nochino from AC Milan joins them as well. So they, they've, in, they've improved a little bit um, in terms of their roster. And I, again, I think I think we're we're not talking about a gigantic leap from from where they finished last year. I mean, it, it, the the gap in the uh, in the Eastern Conference between Orlando in seventh and Toronto in sixth with five points. You win a couple more games. I'm not saying you know I'm not saying that everybody else won't get better or that there won't be competition for spots. But I could just, I could see Orlando City being better than DC United this year. Have you seen DC United play? Yeah, I, I've seen them play the last three years. Uh, there's nothing different about them. Well, I mean, I mean, so far this season, obviously, you know, it's not a I great saw time. Them, like, I saw them not look very good uh, midweek last yeah, week in CCO. I think that's all anyone's yeah. seen of them. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. I mean, look, that may not inform the the whole season. I think Ben Olsen's teams will fight, but they lost Perry Kitchen. That's, that's as big, huge. That's as big as Jermaine Jones. Did Perry Kitchen anyway. sign in with anyone yet? As far as I know, no. <laughs> as far as I know, he's just out there. Like, How wandering. does that even happen? Does he, maybe he just has a bad agent. Yeah, you know, I, 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 that process, man, I, I, I think it's just, it's gotta be the worst. You know, I, like, I have no concept of what it's like to be a professional soccer player, but the, the guys I've talked to, you know, I talked to somebody who sort of lives that, that, you know, on the fringes life where at any moment it could be, well, this is done. I have no offers. And, and you told me he does not go on trial because he doesn't want to have to go through that. He's like, if, if I'm on trial with somebody, then I'm not looking somewhere else. Then I'm unavailable for somebody who might be actually interested in me. And when I'm in like an actor refusing to audition, something. Well, no, I don't think it's like that. Like for him, I don't think it's about being pompous or just, you know. I think it's about if he's on trial for two weeks somewhere, then that means somebody who might be interested in him can't get to him. He's on trial with that team. Oh, that team's going to sign him. We're not. We're going to pass. Uh, we're going to go from him to somebody else because at mm-hmm. that level, there are many different options. So yeah, it's hard now though. In hindsight, how many trials could Perry Kitchen have gone on by this time? Yeah, that's. Uh, but I don't know. That's that's the thing. Is that the right thing for him to do? I'm not saying that uh, avoiding uh, avoiding trials is the right thing for him. I I honestly have no idea. It's just that DC United is going to really suffer from not having Perry Kitchen. All right. So in that, in that pick your poison, I think I'm going to take Orlando City too, just for the sheer fact of I have no idea what Patrick Vieira is going to mean for New York City SC. I am Mikkel Morsen and Paulson Diskure. Wonder how that guy fits in. Four Ugh. three four three three, with Lampard, Mix, and Pirlo. Figure it out. <clears throat> okay, I mean, listen, it sounds good on paper, but I just—it feels like it's going to be butt ugly when I watch it. I, I have no idea. I have no idea, and I don't. You know, I—I I, it's not that I—I I certainly don't want Patrick Vieira to fail. 
just don't know if he really has a grasp on how to win games in MLS. It's going to take him a while to get there, Also, right? foreign coaches don't have a great track record in MLS. Well, so sure. I think I'm, yeah. I, I think I'm immediately prejudiced against them just because of experience. <laughs> you know, not, there's very that. few that have done well here. Dude, it makes you, and in, in, in the, and the way in which it feels like New York City FC and their parent company, uh, uh, parent team, uh, Manchester City, it was almost like, well, we'll put him there because obviously he can deal with America. You know, it kind of felt like it was almost like a slight, like, oh, you think you're better than Jason Kreis? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about it. By the way, let's let's try to avoid anything that might sound like xenophobia. Okay, let's try. Let's just try. Very, very like that's just not. Damn. Dog, that's uh, sometimes you gotta be xenophobic. Okay, no, no, sometimes you don't. How about never? You do you ever need to do that? Anyway, um, so uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens in New York. I, I hope they improve. I, I want to see them make progress. And I, and I do kind of want Patrick Vieira to succeed on some level. By the way, Jason Christ will be watching the first games of the season just like you and I on a couch. How I crazy know, is that? That is surprising. Yeah. He, he was, so, so obviously nobody's job opened up where they felt like Jason Christ was the right fit. I mean, we, we talked about Chicago. They ended and up that going with Chicago. Ponovich. Yeah, they went with Ponovich. Uh, and another foreign guy, a foreign coach. I mean, one in the U20 World Cup, played in MLS briefly. Is he going to have a grasp on this? I mean, Chicago's a team to watch in the, in the East because it, they could dramatically improve or they could fall flat on their faces again. I don't, I don't see where they're going to improve. I don't see. I mean, selling Harry Ship. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, we didn't even talk about Montreal Impact. I mean, you have Drogba returning, huge, huge that he's coming back this season, and you added Harry Ship. I mean, that's one of the sneaky best ads anyone did in the off season. Yeah, I suppose. But Drogba might not play much. I mean, he's already got knee situation. He's got knee pain that he he picked up in preseason, and they've got four of their first five on artificial turf. So I don't think Drogba's going to play much of a role for the first month and change. But what uh, is Chicago Fire's identity right now? Uh, Who well, do you identify with well, on Chicago Fire? Okay, I don't but, but identify that's with thing. anybody. Panovich is the new. He's got a. He's going to have a new style. He's going to have a new approach. From what I hear, it's going to be. I'm not going to say it's exactly the same, but it's going to be a little Jason, uh, Jesse Marsh, excuse me, and they're going to start to press. And that's what part of the reason that Harry Ship did not fit is because they want to press Harry Ship, not that kind of player. Okay. All right. We'll see. Uh, in the Western Conference, since this is on the since this is the role that we're on right now. Um, who, who you got? I mean, give me, give me your pick. It's hard to pick against Dallas. It's really, really hard against, uh, to pick against them. Uh, you gotta figure another season for Oscar, Oscar Perea to learn and refine this team. It's his team. I don't know if there's another team out there that's more the coach's team than Dallas. Yeah. You, it feels like an extension of him. Now, now, do you think that they made, uh, um, an, enough, uh, improvements in terms of personnel? No more Blas Perez. They bring in Maxia Rudy. Um, is that enough? I mean, really, is it? Is it because we we knew they it, had it was the, enough to get them within a game of it last season. Yeah, okay. And right. the the question is, how much do the but, kids but they, grow? They made a they made a bunch of changes. I mean, beyond you wouldn't think that a team that got that close would need to make these changes. Now, not all of them are going to really impact what they do on the field because a lot of these guys just didn't get a lot. Of time. Dan Kennedy wasn't starting. Dan Kennedy wasn't starting anymore. That, that went to Jesse Gonzalez. They're, he's the one for the future. Michelle is gone. He was occasional off the bench guy. Obviously they brought they, in the uh, South American guy. What's his name? Um, uh, uh, Gruezo. Gru, yes. Gruezo from Germany. From Stuttgart. Oh, he's German? 
No, he was playing at Stuttgart. Hey, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, Mino Fregueroa in a trade from Colorado. Carlos Lizarazo from uh, on a loan from Cruz Azul. Moro Rosales is a, now off the bench. No option. one has more capital as a coach than Oscar Preja. You got to figure he's got he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. He outsmarted an entire league two years ago when he said, you know, I'm going to flip the way this league looks at a roster and say, I'm going to do it with our guys. We're going to build this. We're going to yeah. use our own guys. We're going to very effectively use our money to go for strategic acquisitions. It's everything other teams have said for 10 years they wanted to do, but no one did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it, the big question for me is how much do the kids mature this season? I mean, who's ready to take this away? Is Kellen Acosta ready to be a legit first team at best 11 player? Is, uh, 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 <sighs> Victor, uh, Victor Oyoa or, well, yeah, you know, I, I was going to use him, but I think he's closer to there already than, than Kellen Acosta was. Okay. Um, there's a few guys like that on the team. I think Jesse Gonzalez, if he can have another season like he had this one, I don't think he has to refine and improve that much. He had a fantastic yeah, year but last year. Yeah, but he didn't have the whole year. I mean, that's going to be the test for a, for a player like Jesse Gonzalez being that young. Is he ready for 34 games of that? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna be a big question, man. But I, I, they're my pick out of the West right now. I don't know. I'm with pick you. against them I, based I, off who they lost and who they added and what. Their team is comprised of uh, Portland Timbers are probably a, a close second well, right on, now. I want to talk about FC Dallas just a little bit too, because despite the fact that I did, I actually didn't pick them to finish first in the West. I picked Vancouver. Um, I do have FC Dallas as the Western Conference champion and going to MLS Cup. Um, I just want just briefly here, since you mentioned it, Kellen Acosta, Michael Barrios, Fabian Castillo, Moro Diaz, um, Jesse Gonzalez, uh, la, 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 Matt Hedges, Moises Hernandez. Uh, you see, the turnover, the turnover they had wasn't essential. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Lloyd, um, you've got, uh, I mean, look, Moro Rosales is the oldest player on this roster by probably five years, by a good How's five years. How's he still getting deals? Uh, Atiba Harris is 31. He, he's, he's a, uh, a role player at this point. Anyway. But when you look at FC Dallas, as opposed to LA Galaxy, Seattle Sounders, and the turnover those teams had versus FC Dallas. Yeah, I know. They've yeah. got one foot in front of all these teams already. Yeah. And Vancouver Whitecaps as well. Very little uh, turnover. Yeah. Oh, okay. Portland Timbers, very little turnover. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I think those are the top three teams in the Western Conference right now. Right? They were last season too. It's just a matter of what order. It's hard to count the Seattle's and the LA's out, but you've got to feel that they're going to have a feeling out period that's going to take a while. Yeah. And LA is traditionally not a front runner. Okay. They're traditionally no. like get a late game, let, let, get a late season push into the playoffs. They usually find their, their, their rhythm through July and, uh, August. Whereas Seattle temp- typically front runs and then f- falls off. I don't see that the case this season for them. I don't think they have the firepower and the chemistry early to get out in front like they normally do mm-hmm. when they had that midseason breakdown. No, I'm with you. You take away a piece like Obafemi Martins just before the season starts, you're going to have, you're going to have problems. I mean. It's not like it's going to be Jordan Morris in smooth sailing. It, it, he's he's 21. He's has only played one professional game. He's going to be two tonight if he if he gets the time against uh, Club America. And, and then you start the season, and then you need to start picking up points because it's going to get real competitive in the Western Conference real fast, Jared. Now, so the four teams that missed the playoffs last season: San Jose Earthquakes, Houston Dynamo, Real Salt Lake, Colorado Rapids. Which one of those teams, if any, is going to make that jump above the red line, and who are they going to replace? I have to pick all of them to miss again. I mean, I, I know some people have San Jose as a, as a dark horse. I, I mean, I think you have to 
re- tried really hard to to imagine the San Jose Earthquakes being better than those top six teams from last year. I- I'm sorry. I, I, I for, Part of me wants to see what Real Salt Lake can do. I mean, they bring more Yusissian back. That's Yura. a big get for them. Um, you're, 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 uh, Yevsisian, how many goals okay. <laughs> this season? Plus or minus twelve? First of all, I can I just I'm sorry. I just I don't well, want <laughs> First of all, <laughs> you said well, you said Mora Yevsisian, which did I? Yes, which is cracking me up. I mean, I look, Yura I know Mavsisian. it's hard. You're a Mavsisian, yes, I know it's hard. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm yeah, like it's easy. I no no no, I'm not hating on you. I just had to point it out. I think you are. <laughs> okay, maybe I, no. Uh, Plus or minus twelve goals. I would say, pl- I would say over. I'll take the over on, on 12, 13, 14, 15 in that area. I think you can get that. But then does that mean that the, that Rail Salt Lake's a playoff contender? I'm not so sure. I mean, you, it depends if, defensively what they do, I think. Defensively, you, you, you maybe look a healthy Joe Plata, maybe get 10 or 12 out of him with another eight of assists or so. That's a really good year. Um, how good is Kyle Beckerman? They went to, they switched things up, right? They went to a lone holding mid. Um, in 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 their setup, uh, well, they went to a, a situation where rather than the diamond, which allowed for Beckerman to sort of sit, they asked him to cover a lot more ground last year. And, and I don't, you know, I don't know what's interesting when we talk about your Mosifian. We said both of us were okay with maybe more than twelve goals. Do you know how many goals he had his last two seasons with Real Salt Lake? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna guess uh, he had ten each season. Yeah. He had seven in 2008 and only eight in 2009 yeah, he before going to he, Randers. He was not the complete. He was not a finished product back then. I mean, we're talking about the last year he had with two, with Real Salt Lake was 2009. They won the MLS Cup title in 2009, right? That was that's the last year he was there. Um, that's seven years ago. Well, you know, obviously not that calendar wise, but it's seven seasons ago, and he was only 22 years old, 21, 22 years old. His biggest goal-scoring year ever is only 16 for Spartak Moscow, 2013-2014. But during the time he was gone, he had a really nice run at uh, Krasnodar. Krasnodar. And it was 14 goals and 9 goals. But his last two seasons, mm-hmm. only 2 and 3 goals. And only 16 and 11 appearances each. No, I I, I, I realize that we are setting the bar pretty high for Eurobopsisian. Maybe it's not 12. Maybe he only gets 10. But, uh, you know, he's expected to score for them. I think Ural Lake needs him to get 14. Okay, fair enough. If they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know what to expect out of Gashi in, in Colorado. Uh, Tim Howard, Jared, we have to talk about that. I mean, the the man's about... Look, if the reports were that he wanted 5 mil a year, which, come on. Come on. But now, I heard 4 mil. Well, now, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's 4. Whatever. Jeff Carlisle is reporting that if it gets done and he thinks it's pretty close, it'll be at 2 million a year. Is Tim Howard worth two million to two million dollars to an MLS team a year? Um, I'm gonna say uh, depends on the length of the contract. Um, if it's two two million a year, the first two years and the back two years, it drops down like in the one point two or something like that range. I can see that deal because he will be a public a publicity draw. He's probably. He might be the in terms of the team right now. If you take Landon Donovan out of it, who's no longer playing the national team, he might be the number one player pe- people can name in America. Yeah, fair. Okay. Um, in terms of active national, I, team I think players? we forget how much that secretary defense. Yeah, 
what meant at the end of the World Cup when he had that, that amazing goal, re- yeah. goal uh, no, save no, 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 uh, no, look, you're probably, record set against Belgium? You're probably right. With with Landon Donovan retired, Tim Howard is probably the most famous national team player. And though it, then it becomes, what is that worth? Now, granted, most of the time we were judging to say keepers aren't worth it. Keepers aren't worth it. Yeah. But Colorado needs people in the stands. Colorado yeah. needs its name out there. It needs it's fighting in a market unlike Columbus or something like that or Portland. It's competing in a huge sports market with lots of alternatives. Mm-hmm. So what's it worth to, for Colorado to actually have its name in the headlines and be recognizable yeah. for a couple of years? Yeah, possibly. but they, they, they got to win. I mean, they got to win. They got to figure out a way to win, and that's the thing. I, I am you know the, the first rule. Uh, what's the first rule of roster building in MLS, Jared? You don't spend DP money on a goalkeeper. Yeah, and here's the thing. Are you really going to get a goalkeeper that is that exponentially better than Clint Irwin? Th- than Clint Irwin. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't imagine this is a gigantic step forward. Is he going to stop 10 more goals? I mean, they gave, here's the thing. Colorado didn't give up relative to the rest of the league that many goals last year. They gave up fewer goals than Real Salt Lake, Houston, Sporting Kansas City, LA Galaxy. And pretty much everybody in the East who wasn't yeah, the they Red just Bulls. didn't score. That's why their goal exactly. differential so bad. Exactly. They they were they were not they were middle of the pack. In fact, they were probably better than middle of the pack in terms of their defensive record. It was all about scoring. They finished mm-hmm. last in the league in goals scored. Now they went out and got Schelzen Gashi from Switzerland, who was the Golden Boot winner for two years in a row in that league. That's great, but that's not that's sort of not the signing that you should be looking at if you definitely want. I mean. This is a team that should be spending money, a DP money on a, on a striker, right? Well, it just tells you what the, what the deal's really about because they get rid of Clinton or Irwin, one of the probably, one of the best bargain keepers in the league yes. in terms of what he gives you for the amount you don't have to pay. He, he's probably getting paid right. decent for a goalkeeper in MLS, but he's not getting a, like the top level money by any stretch. But you're able to add a, a, a face to the franchise. This franchise hasn't had a face. Maybe since Marcelo Balboa, you, you could say probably Mastroeni probably. Yeah, but, but they but don't have a face in the franchise. And Mastroeni finished what three to four years ago. He went yeah. to L.A. for one year before yeah. he left. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. So this team has been without a, a face for quite some time. And, and, you, so and I sorry, think that's uh, what this is about. A D mid can't be your face. It just uh, no offense to him. By the way, let's play. What does he make? I don't have a sounder for that. I, I wish I did. Like uh for Clint Irwin? Yeah, yeah. Treat yourself two thousand eleven. I don't know, that's right. Re- somehow referencing money. What does um, what did he make for Clint Irwin? Clint Irwin is on one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars a year. You are way above, my friend. Really? Way above. One twenty five? Way above. No way. Above. Well, I guess you forget that he was in a he was in a timeshare with uh, with Zach McMath too. No one was sure at the beginning of last season who was going to be the starter there. It's it's only that. Think about where he came from. He hasn't been in the league that long. He hasn't had a chance to build up to the point where he's had the opportunity to renegotiate. And my man's due for a contract renegotiation. Clint Warren made in guaranteed compensation in 2015 ninety seven thousand dollars. Which is, wow. you know. That, like I said, that's one of the best bargains out there. Yeah, I, it, it is not. Uh, I hope he's getting. I hope he's getting paid. In Toronto. I hope for comparison, where are Sean Johnson and Bill Hamid at? Ooh, ooh, Sean Johnson. <laughs> $253,000. You could have two and a half Clint Irwins. Uh, Bill Hamid, who I think was worth the money, or is worth the money, now he's hurt, $405,000. Yeah, now, but it, once again, it's, it's a matter of how 
much better are those two guys than Clint Irwin? Oh, I think that Bill they're not Hamid, two I, and a half and four times better than him by any stretch. Well, okay, but I, I still think that Bill Hamid is elite in MLS. I'm and, not saying he's not. I'm saying Bill, Bill Hamid may be one of the one of, if not the best goalkeeper in all of MLS. Okay, but it's the Mount Colorado had a amazing bargain on their hands mm-hmm. in Clint Irwin. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was traded and bring in and bring in um, uh, Tim Howard. Tells you how big this is for them. This is almost an all-in kind of moment for them over there in Colorado. Mm. Uh, you're probably right. Um, so I, we don't. See, neither one of us have any of the four teams who missed last year making the playoffs. Maybe it's just a matter of order for those top six teams. Uh, we didn't really have. To, we didn't really talk about sporting. You want to have? You want a couple words on sporting? I mean, I, I just not enough. Not a lot of turnover other than. Um, well, they bring in. They bring to, in uh, Dubai. Or they bring whatever. in. Okay, well, they lose Nemeth. That's what yeah, we talked about. One. They bring in Davis, they bring in Map. They they got older, but I'm not sure that's necessarily a bad thing because those guys for the most part are supposed to be uh, are supposed to be depth players, I suppose. Um what are you going to get out of Benny Failhaber again? Dom Dwyer got he has to well, hit for a better rate one than One of those he did. two guys you just mentioned is going to have to sit the bench because Graham Zuzzi's not sitting the bench, right? No, no, no. No, sure. That's what I'm saying. Those guys are depth definitely depth, not necessarily out and out starters week to week, but I just I don't know Who's creating your chances? I mean, is is can you count on Zusi to be at that level again? Benny Failhaber was last year. That's a lot on him, is what I'm saying. I'm not going to bet against Benny Failhaber. I do think though that in adding Davis and adding Map, when they're on the field, those are guys that are going to open up the field for Benny Failhaber. That's what I do see from those two players. But Justin Map is going to be chalk on his shoes, running up and down the sideline on that right side. Brad Davis can be chalking on the sidelines, just stretching the field, looking to get crosses in. Yeah. And by having both those guys out there, that gives Benny Felhaber a whole bunch more room to operate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that is smart All on right. Vermees's side in terms of what he went after. Okay. Sometimes I ask, you know, when, with, with some of these teams in MLS, it's, it's okay. The midfield is, is relatively solid. Look at that. That back line is not that bad. They got a good goalkeeper. Who's going to score the goals? Do you know who's on the roster at the forward position? Supposed to be Dom Dwyer. Well, yeah, but that's one guy. Are you going to count on him to score most of the goals? Uh, Jacob yeah. Peterson and Daniel Saloy, nineteen years old from Budapest. They get that they signed as a homegrown somehow, even though he's from Budapest. Now, that's I the, mean, that, Columbus Crew does it with Kai Kamara. Yeah, but they signed another guy to help carry that load. They also get a he's lot. He's not going to go- start. No, no, but they get a lot of goals from their midfield as well. Uh, they get a significant amount. Justin Merrim, Ethan Finley. Are you going to tell me that between? Bernardo Anor, Brad Davis, Roger Espinosa, Benny Failhaber. Okay, maybe Benny gets 10. Does that, is that enough? Justin Mapp's not going to get any goals. Is Sony Mustavar going to score goals? No. Paolo, Paolo Nagamora is going to get one or two because he pops up sometimes. And Graham Zusi, he's not a goal scorer. He's a provider. Where's the goals? Uh, well, I think the big thing for them is they scored 48 goals last season. If they can get close to that again, granted, without Nemeth, that's going to be t- tough. Mm-hmm. But what they really need to do is bring down the goals given up. They gave up 45 last season. Okay. If they can get that down to the 38 yeah. range, Yeah, I think they don't have to score quite okay. as many. All right. They shipped out the kid, Eric Palmer Brown, on loan to Portugal. They've got Matt Beasler, obviously, Amadou Dia, Kevin Ellis, I imagine, is going to be a major player. Seth Sinovic, uh, just a couple of guys. So, so yeah. Well, who has Opare now? Uh, I mean, uh, Opara, Ike Opara. Ike Opara is still on the, on the roster with, with Kansas City. I don't yeah, know where forget, he is. He has some really unfortunate injuries at I, certain I, I points can't, in his career. Like, I can never count on, I could be like, oh, Ike Opara is going to be amazing. I had Ike Opara as an all-star last year and then he got hurt. Yeah. So it is what it is. All right. Let's move on before we run out of time and talk about, Jared, the U.S. 
crest situation. It's new. It's different. It's mostly underwhelming for a lot of people. I think it's fine, man. I don't, I don't know that it's great. I'll say this. I think it was necessary to change. I think it's better than what they had before. I think it's ridiculously safe and vanilla, but it's a step in the right direction. I am concerned about how it looks exactly like a what minor league baseball teams crest. Well, yeah, or 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 like the the USA branded stuff you find at your local discount <laughs> department store. So like a like a shirt that like says USA on it from Walmart. It's it's kind of that, right? Like a little bit. Yeah, it's. I just felt they could have gone farther with it. They could have gone farther. It yeah. could have been something better. Um, it's okay. it's what you expect from U.S. soccer. Let it's me ask safe. you. Okay, well, let me ask you a couple. And questions. uninspired. Number, it's much like how we play. And, <laughs> that's just not even man. It's not. Uh, I should actually should have the laugh track because that's I would have been an ironic laugh track right there. Um, couple of questions for you. Number one. Do you need it to have soccer reference anywhere, or are you okay with the complete lack of soccer references? I'm okay with that. I, I, I think it doesn't need to be hit you. I don't need to tell Starball. You don't need to tell Starball. What about a, I don't. what about what, would this crest be better with one of the old school, you know, rectangle panel balls in the middle of it? Or Possibly, is that, is that trying too hard? If you think hard? about it from a branding perspective, if you're a U.S. soccer, your U.S. fan base, soccer fan base is going to buy this either way, right? Um, yeah, you would hope so. Okay, if they're going to buy a jersey, they're going to buy a jersey. But what this allows now is, what if you're not a soccer fan, you just like patriotic gear? Okay, okay, I see where you're going so with this. So imagine if you see this on a rack at a yeah. Ross or something uh-huh. like that, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and you're more likely to buy it because you don't even know it's a soccer shirt. It's just USA. Right, right. right. I- I'm with you on that. Okay, I see. You're 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 broadening your potential market. Now that's maybe to the detriment of the soccer fans if it's if it's too generic for them. Um, yeah, but I think that's I think that's a zero sum game either way. Okay, because they're gonna buy it either way. I don't think any more fans are gonna buy it for the crest that are not gonna buy it for the crest because it's an allegiance thing for right. for U.S. soccer okay. fans. All right, fair enough. Okay, uh, next question: uh, Is it is it better than the Centennial Crest? And I don't no. know what the story is no. on the Centennial Crest because there's really no other. Okay, that doesn't say USA. That doesn't have any reference to soccer. It's really just a flag in a shield format. I've said this before. I don't know that this is true. I heard this somewhere. It's pure speculation on my part. It's something about not being able to trademark it. But I'm not sure if that's true, Jared. So I don't well, know what the excuse is. I, wasn't it also Nike derived? I've, I've seen people saying that US, that, that USA Rugby owns the trademark on the, I don't think that's true. I don't, again, I think there's some trademark law about, about the US, about US flag stuff. Like, like, like mm-hmm. if you are too close, to the design of of the American flag, then they won't they won't give you a a trademark. Yeah, you know it it is very generic. It, it, wait, wait, I, I think on. you hold could. On. I found. Now, it. I think you could take the Centennial Crest and you could put like an old school panel ball on the middle of that, and it'd be different enough that you could get it trademarked, and it's not beat you over the head. U.S. Soccer. Okay. Okay. I, look, I'm, I'm reading here. This is directly from the U.S. Trademark Office website. Uh, See if the design, uh, see flags and simulations of flags are refused. I don't know if this counts. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it was going to be tough to trademark. So maybe that's, and so we should back off the ledge when it comes to the Centennial Crest thing. The other part, the other, the other one I've seen suggested a million times, of course, is the don't tread 
Nike logo. That is owned by Nike 100%. Yeah, but why couldn't Nike sell that to U.S. Soccer or just flip it over? If they have the contract with U.S. Soccer anyway... I mean, if you do it as a licensing deal or something like that, and yeah, you get but, royalties uh, well, made on it or something like clearly, that, but I see U.S. Soccer not wanting to make that yeah, clearly transition. And what if one day it's Adidas and they don't want anything, our contract's with Adidas and they don't want anything to do with it because right. it was Nike created. I could see that. Next, uh, this is, this is, I understand that. Next question is, do you have any problem with the report that it cost seven figures to design and then market or announce or whatever this, this new crest? I believe it because I, I mean, you saw the level of the box that it came in, right? I, I, I have not seen that in person. No. Oh, you didn't get yours? I did. I didn't get one. You get one? Yeah. Oh, the tables have turned. I, the, for the first time oh. ever, I got oh. something you did not. Oh my goodness gracious. You people, you have no idea how often I hear from Mr. Jared DeBois. Oh, you always get stuff. I never get anything. Oh, look who, look what happened. You got yourself a brand new USA soccer scarf. I got Nick. Yeah. So, uh, take that, Mr. Davis. Okay. Well, so you've, you, have you tried out the, uh, the VR, the, the Google cardboard? Okay. So yeah, here's the thing they don't tell you. Okay. So I'm watching the video and the whole time I'm like, why is this whole video the sh- a shot of a tripod j- stand the whole time? Like, why am I, everything is like a, I can see this field that it's just a tripod. And then I realized at the end, it's one of those videos where you move the, your phone around and you can change the view of what you're looking at. <laughs> I was look. I just default, I was looking down on my phone, standing in my kitchen, watching it. I'm like, is uh, it going to have a payoff at some point? Is uh, something going to happen with this tripod? Uh, you're supposed to like put the phone in the cardboard thing and somehow that turns it into virtual reality, yeah, you're supposed right? to do that at the end so you can see the number or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I don't know. I didn't get the box. I didn't get the, I did not get the scarf, man. Sorry, dude. I forgot I, the, I forgot you weren't important. I don't, I I'm not. Apparently I'm not. All right. So, okay. That, that, look, that, it is what it is. But it had a lock on it that I swear to God was, it was, I should put that lock on my bike because I could not get this box. I ended up <laughs> mongoing it and just ripping it open. Are you serious? Yeah. Sure. It, it, the lock was so tight on it that I couldn't get it out. I got it undone. I got the combination, but it was so tight in the cardboard that I finally I was just like, screw this. And I just ripped it. I don't like this game. Your men are brutish and their play is ugly. All right. <laughs> but, but they did do a very good job of, I mean, it was exciting to get it. Okay. You get it. I mean, it's uh, really I, I, had a lot of anticipation. Like, oh, that's something unique. I've never seen something like that. A giveaway where it's locked like that. I can only it, imagine. The packaging was really nice. I can only imagine what it was like to, uh, to get that box in the mail. To, to well, st- maybe you should to stop saying it. stupid things about your conclusion all the time. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, hey, if, I, if I'm not allowed, if I'm not going to be allowed. Look, if the price I have to pay for criticizing the national team coach when he doesn't do a very good job is not getting the new scarf, I'm okay with that, Jared. I'm going to take a principled stand right here today. Come uh, on. St. Davis. That, well, no, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, it's about a bluster. I mean, I take the box. Please <laughs> send me the box. I'll take the, yeah. Anyway. I, for a moment, though, I did think, oh my God, they sent me a jersey. They sent me a jersey. <laughs> uh, scarf, but that was still uh, cool. It was no. a nice scarf. It, it really was. And I think the logo worked well in the way they used it on the scarf. Um, like I said, it's, it's better. It's an improvement. Is it where I think we should ultimately be? Probably not, but it's closer on the way. I, I can deal with it for a while. Let me just say that. As long as it's not actually on that jersey that was leaked a week ago. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, that, that thing was supposed to be the away jersey. We shall see. Jared, have you heard the best story related to American soccer this week? Um, Jared got a scarf and Jason didn't? That is the second best story, at least according to you. What is the best? 
Jay Have you heard the story about a former, a certain former U.S. international, U.S. youth international slash Columbus crew midfielder who now does television broadcasting for NBC Sports? Have you heard this story? Kyle Martino? Yes. Have you heard this story? No. About Kyle Martino. So no. uh, we know that Kyle Martino is married to Eva Amori, who is the daughter yeah. of Susan Sarandon. It, it yes. brings him a certain level of notoriety he might not have if he was just Joe Soccer guy. Uh, okay. Kyle Martino is a very fine-looking man. He's a, he's a yeah, handsome individual. cutest daughter. If you don't follow him on Instagram, yeah. follow him on Instagram. Their daughter is gorgeous, and she's so cute. All right. So speaking of the daughter, Eva Amori has fired their nanny uh, for this reason. The nanny sent Kyle a text. The text read, OMG, girl, did I mention to you how hot and sex my boss is? I would love to bleep his brains out. Ha ha. Too bad he seems not to like thick Latin women with lots to hold on to. LOL. Damn. <laughs> no, first point- of all, first of all, I like, uh, this is the safest play Kyle Mercantino's ever had to make. Because first of all, obviously he ain't into her. Okay, okay. Obviously, uh. you get you get the free text, which totally like is like you, you can show your wife. Listen, I did nothing wrong right, here. Exactly. Look, look. Even yeah. she's saying I'm not into her. I did nothing wrong here, and you can come forward and get in front of it. Yeah. By the way, all of this shared at Eva Amori's blog, happily Eva after. Um, but I'm actually reading it from some other website. And I dig that she's self confident enough that she can just go out there and throw that out there. Well, I think she likes the fact that her man is drawing this sort of attention. I think that's. I mean, you know, she's proud. She's like, hey, look what I got. This is something that's in demand, right? We all I mean, want somebody who's in demand. It was really not really cool of her that she DM'd the, the, <laughs> the picture to Jennifer Garner. I thought that was kind of overboard. Uh, it says uh, Kyle was so confused but figured two seconds another text would come through with her from, a, uh, from her with a million apologies telling him she was embarrassed. It didn't happen. So the guess here, and apparently there was something about the Lanny then sort of spying on Kyle. Uh, so... He, he, this was the girl. This was the nanny's play. This was her play. What do you think? What do you make of that? The the fake accident. Uh, I think it's, it's it's soft game. Yeah. It's super soft game. Okay. All right. I, I I don't know. I've never pulled that move. I, I think that's it's an interesting idea. I I, I don't need to. It, anymore, it, it, like, but... it's, you're trying to like like it's gonna be like oops. I didn't mean to send that to you. But then you don't even play the oops card. Like how I don't know. It, it, it it's really self deflating to be like. Hey, I'm into you, but obviously you're not into me, and I'm gonna let you know in a text that you're not into me. Yeah, it's, it says. Uh, the- and by the way, I'm full figured. <laughs> well, that's not what is that what she? Okay, anyway, it says um, uh, Kyle confronted the nanny uh, and fired her, citing your text and saying, "Well, needless to say, it's not the type of environment I want in the house with you taking care of our daughter." So, let, hey, Kyle Martino, top five most handsome U.S. soccer players all time. Oh man, um, uh, Los is in that group. Uh, Los might be number one. On a young list. John Harks is in that group. Yeah, yeah. Well, back in the day when he was winning awards, um, for said looks. Robbie uh, Rogers might be in that group. Robbie's in that group, I think. I mean, that's five, right? Have you gotten to five already? Uh, He's above Martin. Landon Donovan, right? Yeah, he's above Landon Donovan. I mean, no offense to Landon. Landon's not an ugly guy, but come on. No offense to... Come on. Come on. Come on. I, <clears> yeah, you know, I, people, mean, I think he's ahead of Josh Wolf. Yeah, people might put... put people. There might be some, some dark horses here that you're forgetting. I mean, that 2002 World Cup team, that's a pretty... pretty 
you know, decent looking team from top to bottom, right? Yeah, but who's going to rival Mikhail Martino out of that team? I don't know. I mean, Brian McBride's got a certain Jeff Agus, thing. not so no, much. No, not Agus. No, I mean, no, no offense to Jeff. I hope Jeff Agus doesn't listen to this show. Uh, Jeff, oh, come on, dude. Jeff Agus knows he's not as good looking as Kyle Martino. <laughs> okay. I mean, what about people? I, hey, what about what about Pablo Masterani? You mentioned him earlier on the show. Maybe Pablo maybe... Masterani has has a, a flavor about him. I think he's good looking. I can see that some women would be would be into his flavor. Some women wouldn't. I mean, okay, it, it, not every woman wants By a guy way, with a 1920s handlebar mustache. That's that's about. Well, he got rid of that. That's about but the fact he can pull it off. Ninety eight percent of us are that that in that category, Jared. The we might be some people's flavor and not other people's flavor. That's that's the that's like the bulk. You, you of know the world, who's right? the number one up and coming sexy? Uh, I don't know. Who's Ethan that? Finley. Okay, all right. Well, number what, one up and coming sexy. Watch. He's like a a young uh, what, what Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him next time. I'm telling you, man, he looks like a 22 year old Liam Neeson, but handsomer. Like, I just like I, if, J- if Liam Neeson was James Bond. I, I just love that the that the end of of our basically what turned into our MLS. 2016 season preview is tagged with Jerry Dubois picking his new. <laughs> I'm previewing the up in the the the, the number what, what the 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 tens under 23. That's what I'm doing. A list of tens under 23, the top ten numbered uh, ten best looking guys under 23. Yeah. But but think about think about that life that Kyle Martino leaves. He's a leads. He's he's as you said, maybe one of the most handsome individuals ever in American soccer history. He's he's part of the one percent. He's got the he can afford the nanny for his he daughter. He has dinner with Andy Dufresne. He's married to the daughter of one of the greatest actresses of the last 50 years, who is also a partners with uh, a great actor. You mentioned Andy Dufresne. So, I mean, the one he's 1% looks, and he's in the 1% uh, in, in terms of uh Oh, it's good to be covered. And then he plays pickup games with John O'Brien on the weekend. And he gets to go talk about soccer on the weekends for his job. I mean, come on. Come on. I, we just Can I just covet Kyle Martino's life for about five seconds? All right. Oh, man. All right, let's wrap up this edition of the Best Soccer Show. Again, check out the uh, – make sure you guys check out Mott and Bo and SeatGeek and help out the show there. Uh, Jerry, what else? Uh, I think that's about it, guys. Enjoy the 2016 season. It's about to be underway. We will hopefully – no reason to think we won't talk to you next week. We'll see you then uh, later.